This episode is brought to you in partnership with MUSC's new Health and Wellness Institute. Most of us think of MUSC as a place we go when we're really sick and we need help desperately. But what I want to highlight this season is all the incredible, amazing things that are happening at MUSC to keep you from needing their services, really. I mean, all of this research, innovative treatment, there's really cool stuff going on at MUSC, and I cannot wait to bring some of these physicians and healthcare providers and researchers onto the podcast so that you can hear behind the scenes of exactly what's going on. You are listening to the Dabble Co. Podcast. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Claire O'Brien. In healthcare, we have so many questions about what's trending versus what's actually the truth. So on this show, we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's health, it's wellness, it's beauty, explained by the people who actually know what they're talking about. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dabble Code Podcast. And I am Claire O'Brien. I'm your host. I'm a nurse practitioner and I'm here with Dr. Alyssa Rangold today. Um, this is an MUSC podcast. It's been a while, so I'm really excited to have um, her here as my guest today. And she's a PhD clinical psychologist and is head of the mindfulness center that they're developing at MUSC. And I, I, I'm like, just so pumped to talk about all of this. Cause I, I'll be honest, even when people say mindfulness, I'm like, but what is that? So I'm very jazzed <laughs> to have you here and to explain it and to help us understand. So thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell us, so tell us just a little bit about more about your background. Um, sure. So um, I'm a clinical psychologist. Um, I, worked here in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences within the Medical University of South Carolina for about 20 years. And um, my main, I do kind of a, a, do a lot of different things, but um, do research and clinical work and teaching in the area of trauma, um, as well as in the area of anxiety, um, and have dabbled along the years in, in mindfulness practice as well mm-hmm. as is um, both uh, personally and professionally and kind of my education and teaching. Okay. I'm not joking. When I, when I hear people talk about mindfulness, I literally don't know, like, what, what does that even mean? I mean, please explain, talk to me like I'm a ding dong (laughs) because I am like, I have no idea. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, and I think mindfulness has become such a buzzword over the past, you know, five, 10 years. Like it has it. And, um, and actually I was trying to teach it before it became kind of a buzzword, but, um, you know, mindfulness is actually just learning how to be present, um, and aware of any given moment. It's really the, the core feature of mindfulness is just being truly engaged in your present moment without judging that experience. Um, so it's not really, um, you know, I think some people think it has some religious or spiritual undertones. Um, it does not. Sounds like it doesn't uh, have yeah. to. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just learning how to create uh, or cultivate a sense of awareness of presence is really what the core fun, uh, features of mindfulness. So meditation, which often goes hand in hand with mindfulness, is a form of mindfulness practice. Okay. You don't actually have to meditate. You don't have to do formal, like I hear people say like, well, I don't really like meditating. You don't have to do a formal meditation practice to engage in mindfulness in a day-to-day experience. Meditation is just one form of mindfulness practice. Um, 
you know, okay, yoga helpful. is one form of mindfulness practice. But again, you don't have to do those kind of formal practices necessarily in order to kind of foster a sense of presence. So um, we are often like we, we often live our lives in a, in like the past, like ruminating or thinking about past yep. conversations or experiences, or we're planning for the future. You know, we're like always doing our checklists and thinking what we need to do for the rest of the day in the future. Right. And when we're in it, when we're doing that, we're missing out on the here and now. Okay. And, and mindfulness is learning how to be focused on the here and now, doing one thing at a time without multitasking, without thinking about what's happening, coming up next, without ruminating about that, just being present. What's the benefit? I mean, other, <laughs> I'm like so mortified to be asking you these questions because you're, I'm like, oh, no, these are great. I, I think this is what most people don't, <laughs> don't understand what mindfulness is about. <laughs> right. And I'm like, that sounds literally impossible um, to me, but so what, I mean, other than just, <sighs> you know, wanting to be present in the moment, which is sure. Great. Like, great. But I know, I know there are more benefits to it than that. So what, mm-hmm. I mean, what are the benefits of mindfulness? So when we take pause to really practice being in the moment, um, which takes practice, it's a skill. So when you say like, that's, that I do not have the skill you know, possible. Yes. <laughs> it is a skill to practice and to foster. Okay. Um, and, but we all have the capacity to do that um, as humans. We just, we, we have the ability to, to um, be present. So it just requires fostering that practice. When we do that, um, it actually allows us um, to sometimes in, even in the, when we're on autopilot in our mundane, you know, go to go life, it actually strips away some of that autopilot. Um, and we tend to then pay attention to more to our day-to-day experiences. Um, they become more enriching. We've become more awake in them, if you will. Okay. Um, and um, brings a little bit more contentment and joy, even in the mundane. Um, so it can foster a sense of contentment and joy in your life. Um, it could quiet down, especially for people that have a lot of anxiety or worries um, or a lot of just negative thoughts that that's kind of driving the show for them. Actually practicing mindfulness can quiet down those, the settle the waters of those thoughts, um, ironically, Mm -hmm. by allowing us to focus on them and tend to them and be present with them. Um, they can actually quiet down. So um, it can be skills that can be used to kind of help manage when people feel kind of stressed and overwhelmed. Um, it can, you know, there's, there's a ton of research on its um, effectiveness, um, mindfulness-based practice to manage depression, to manage anxiety, mm-hmm. um, to cope with um, significant life stressors and medical issues um, as a way to kind of manage some of that. Um, so, so just by, you know, fostering that practice, um, it can bring a sense of contentment in your day-to-day life, um, and quiet down some of the, the, you know, the background noise of stress and anxiety that we tend to carry with us. So if you've been following DabbleCo and me for any length of time, you know that I'm super careful with anybody that I endorse or any partnership or brand here. So the goal is always to share evidence-based medicine and things backed by actual science with our audience and our followers. So I was thrilled when BetterHelp approached me to do a partnership with them. So thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. 
BetterHelp is an online platform that connects you to counseling in an incredibly convenient and affordable way, which I think are the two biggest barriers to counseling, access and affordability. So I was actually really surprised when I looked up their rates for counseling. They were a third of what I feel like I've ever heard and what I've personally paid. Um, It solves both of the problems with literally the click of a button on the internet. So I have personally seen the benefits of counseling. I know firsthand how important it is, and I know it plays a crucial role in mental health. So check them out, and they will know that I sent you, and you'll get 10% off your first month of counseling if you head to betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Um, So it's super easy, betterhelp.com slash dabbleco. Thanks, guys. So, I mean, no one probably is going to say like, yeah, you know what? I actually have enough. I'm, I'm like, I'm totally content and I'm good on the joy. So like for, it's beneficial for everybody, but then yes. it sounds like it's particularly beneficial for people who are anxious and stressed, which is, I mean, still again, most, most people, but, um, but sounds really mm-hmm. beneficial in the setting of anxiety. Yes. Which is probably who it's so, really hard for, right? Like, so it's kind of probably a catch. Yes. Too, I'm, I'm like super, I mean, yeah. I've talked about this openly before. Like I, I'm, I struggle with anxiety. I'm um, like totally off anxiety medication right now, trying to figure out uh, headaches. And I'm like, you know, wake up at four in the morning, just absolutely panicking about uh, like what I put in my kids' lunches that day, you know? And so, but then like, even in yoga, I love yoga, but when they talk about being present and like feeling your breath and all that, I'm like, but the groceries and I have to pick up this and I have to do this. I mean, uh-huh. I, I, uh-huh. as an anxious person, like I, I'm not kidding. Like that sounds legitimately impossible for me to be present uh-huh. in the moment. So like how, so how would you, for, for anybody, how, I mean, how do you start? How do you start doing something yeah. that feels physically impossible? Yeah. And I think doing small pieces. Um, and so first to not judge yourself in those experiences, because often we try to practice, mm-hmm. but then judgment comes in like, oh, I'm not doing this well, I'm doing this. And, and then that yeah. uh, kind of spiral. So, so just not judging um, and just doing small little bits, uh, you know, encourage people, even if it's just three minutes, um, just to integrate in little bits at a time, and then you can build on that. Um, like you, you know, said, do they set a timer? In- like literally set a timer mm-hmm. or you just mm-hmm. uh, literally set a timer and just okay. say, I am just going to sit for three minutes with my breath, right? Uh, breathing is kind of sort of the, one of the core areas where I tend to start with of just being present just with our breath um, before we be present with everything else around us. Um, and it can be challenged even three minutes for people. And, but the more you kind of practice and allow yourself just to be with your breath and allow mm-hmm. yourself to be with your breath, and build on that, then you can kind of grow from there. So I usually kind of little small chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, engaging in some mindfulness in your day-to-day life. So the shower is the is a great place to practice some mindfulness, okay. right? Yeah, and we all have to shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, we all shower <laughs> in some way, right? in some way. You know, depend on the day. I cannot um, make any promises. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but that's a great place. Um, to uh, to practice a little bit. Often, at least for me, I tend when I get in the shower, I shower in the morning, I tend to start thinking about my day and planning my day. I plan right. about work. I plan about conversations I could have with people. I mean, like my mind goes 
<laughs> right? And yeah. I'm not really, I'm not in the shower when I'm there. My brain's somewhere else. And so, um, but that's a great place to just focus on sensations, like focus on the smell. I'm going to take a minute and smell the shampoo before I put it in my hair and take a breath and feel when I scrub the shampoo in my hair and feel those sensations. So focusing on our external our sensations uh, in, the, in the environment, um, focusing on what the water feels like. And my mm -hmm. mind will bounce somewhere else, right? That it, our minds, yeah. especially what do you if we're do not when trained to do it, not judge and just notice, ah, there's my mind going to a future thought. So just call it out for what Let it me is. Let go back to the and shampoo then just gently. And then just gently return to the shampoo smell. Again, no judgment okay. that your mind does that because it will, um, but just notice it um, and be aware of it. So we're sort of cultivating our observing mind of our experience, if you will, like observing there are my thoughts. Um, okay. And then just gently return to the experience of, of the shower. And it's, again, it's not always perfect. And, but that, those are sort of small ways to kind of build in, uh, build in that. I know you mentioned, um, I think, preparing lunch boxes. So I, I take it you've got some kids. Um, yes. Being Remains. mindful, right? Uh, just, you know, that's a great place to tend to and focus just on your children for five minutes. Sit with them for five minutes and not have your phone on the back end looking at things or not your mind somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And just being present and with them. And you'll, you'll notice that shift in, in the experience and the shift in your experience your kids have with you. It doesn't have to be long periods of time. It could even right. just be a few minutes. Um, you know, um, I got really good when my kids were little about of reading books to them and my mind be somewhere else. Yes. Like I could read and think about other things at the same time. Totally. Um, and that's not really being mindful in that moment. Right. Present um, with your children. Right? Yeah. Right. And learning how to just sit, even if it's the book I've read 500 times, <laughs> right? Just the spending the moment and just focusing on the book on the page of my child in my arms in that moment. And it, and it will shift your experience with it ever so slightly yeah. uh, because you're becoming more aware and just present. So that's sort of examples of how to integrate it in just in your day-to-day -day life. Um, you know, before you make your, you know, if you make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee in the morning, take pause. We go on autopilot when we do that often and don't mm -hmm. pay attention to our minds thinking about the day. Just take 30 seconds just to take a moment before you have your first sip and smell your drink hmm. and take a deep breath. And then with intention, take that first sip. So kind of, you're, you know, you're, again, you're sort of cultivating a little bit of presence. You're just, just having a, a different experience. In just your day-to-day -day life. Yes, yes. And it heightens it. It changes it, interestingly, your experiences um, when we become more aware of them in the moment. So those are examples of like day-to-day -day life. Um, I know you mentioned like for somebody that has anxiety, often when we feel anxious, we tend to like our mind just bounces from one thing to the next and has right. a hard time focusing um, and it makes us uncomfortable. And then we don't like those uncomfortable, anxious feelings and we do what we can to push them away. Yeah. Um, and mindfulness is learning how to accept those uncomfortable feelings, learning how to accept whatever those thoughts may be as just thought, just that thoughts. Um, and, and it's learning how to be even present and sit with those experiences. 
And the more that I know it sounds like, oh, that's yeah, like why, the last like, thing I want to do. When why I'm would anxious. I want to do that? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm thinking that sounds terrible. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. So, yeah, but the more you could practice doing that, like the, the like as I mentioned before, like those, those waters that were so rough and all over the place and anxiety does quiet down. We actually were leaning into it and accepting them for just what they are. Uh, we're not letting them like, run the show or overwhelming us we're, we're noticing what they are for just that anxiety feelings anxiety thoughts um, it takes practice um, and so you know encouraging people to engage in like you know um, you know taking a mindfulness or, or even a meditation class as a way to start learning some of those principles can be helpful you take there's um, classes for this you can take a mind like a meditation class what is what does that entail Sure. So um, at MUSC, uh, through MUSC Health, um, through the Health and Wellness Institute, we'll be um, starting up a mindfulness center. Where we'll be offering classes. Um, some of our just ongoing kind of drop-in meditation and mindfulness classes um, will be 30 minutes, you know, several times a day that people can sign up for. We'll I didn't also even realize offering... that. So that sounded like I was really leading you into the, like, <laughs> selling the thing here. I'm like, like oh, yes, there you go. Let's soft yeah. toss. I didn't even know that. Oh, yes, okay. Yes. I'm like, I didn't even know that you could take a class in the first place, but okay. Yes. Awesome. yes. Uh, so we'll be offering those um, as well as we'll be offering some, uh, you know, workshops on just mindfulness one-on-one, like the basics for people, uh -huh. you know, like you're like, I don't even know what this is about and feel right. maybe intimidated to come into one of the drop-in classes where you can learn and ask a ton of questions in, um, about mindfulness. Um, so we'll be offering those. It'll be a four-week series um, to learn some of those basics. Um, and then we'll have some other retreats as well. Um, so that's here. We'll be offering it virtually through MUSC Health. So okay. we're actually having it for now until we have a kind of a brick and mortar building that we're, we're working on right now. Um, but I anticipate we'll still continue our virtual. So it will be accessible to anybody even across, you know, um, not in the Charleston community, you know, elsewhere as well. There are also, you know, there are, there are self-help apps on uh, out there as well if folks are interested that can also teach you some of the basic principles of, of mindfulness and meditation. Is there, um, are there that are ones out there. that you particularly like or just kind of look for a mindfulness app? Sure, there, and I'm not associated with any of these, you know, as far as promoting any specific ones, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the ones that I prefer, um, Headspace is, is a good one. All of these do offer usually Headspace. like a free okay. trial, but then you have to pay for ongoing um, connection, but Headspace is a good one, um, and Calm is another good um, app, so I, um, what I like about Headspace is you can you can tailor the time of how long you want to do your practice. And okay. for me, I'm a, I'm a short and quick kind of person. So you can tailor it down to like three minutes, which is right. nice. Really um, calm, I think the, sh the shortest calm goes down to, I think is about 10 minutes. But my teenage daughter likes calm because they've got like sleepy stories to help you kind of quiet your mind to fall asleep. Um, actually, Headspace might now have that um, nowadays on it, but she likes theirs. Um, so the those are probably um, the two top ones. When folks get better practiced at it, Insight Timer is another good one. That one is more of like a community. So different people from all over upload 
their own different channels and their own different things that you could try out. So you, you, it takes a little bit of weeding through some, is it some people, of the is things it like on people there. talking to you? Like what are they, or is it like music or? Um, it just depends. So Headspace and Calm, usually it's guided. So they will talk to you. They'll guide they're you. Talk, they're telling practice. you what to do. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. 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 So um, they'll kind of guide you through kind of uh focusing on things like your breath you know tending to your thoughts tending to difficult okay. emotions so there's different kind of guided types of um mindfulness or meditation uh practice if you will online and that's what we'll be doing in our center it'll be guided so we'll kind of help folks kind of talk through and sometimes people prefer kind of that in person um you know, so they connect with other people and um, can ask yeah. questions and things like that. But like with a class, so it's not somebody talking you through it and you, it sounds like y'all's classes you could do in person or virtually, like if somebody doesn't want to be in the room with a bunch of people. And let me ask Correct. you this. Okay. So people, um, this is what I need to have you and Dr. Melanic like side by side together, helping me uh, solve my <laughs> sleep and anxiety issues. That'd be great. Um, but like, so for somebody, you know, say if you wake up at night, if you're an, you know, like, or, or it could be during the day, like if you're an anxious person and you're just having like an, just having an anxious sitch or like you wake up Moment. at night and you're just anxious, like, would you say, okay, open, open your calm app and like pick a five minute thing and like walk through that? so that you're not trying to kind of yeah. navigate it on your own. That's sounds like what, that would help me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think eventually you'd want to get to a place where you can be able to navigate on your own, right. How uh -huh. to manage, but I absolutely think yeah, if you're kind sense. of struggling with that to, to pull up an app to kind of help you kind of refocused, ground mm -hmm. yourself a bit to kind of your body and uh, perhaps, or ground yourself. So you're, you become more observing of your thoughts and kind of pulling up an app can help with that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then hopefully you'll get to the place where then your skills are, are practice that you can try to do that on your own. Um, you know, as I mentioned, sort of mindfulness practice can be helpful for people that struggle with some anxiety. Um, it is not necessarily that, that um, only potential resource. So if somebody is struggling for like with debilitating anxiety, that's interfering with their day to day function, uh -huh. you know, I would, you know, recommend that they seek um, mental health oh, counseling. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. There are good evidence-based treatments out there for that. So just right. want to put that caveat that out there, but mindfulness can be one of those tools that can be used to help, um, help manage. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, we all believe in the cognitive, you know, behavioral therapy and therapy, mm -hmm. talking, talk therapy, medication. I mean, whatever it takes. I'm like, yes, do yeah. it all. It's all helpful. Um, I was going to ask, I have had two questions. So for somebody like just thinking about, you know, anxious people, and I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening and you're not super anxious, like this is just, it's where it's going. Cause it's helpful for me. Um, but I think, no, it, it's funny. I love having psychologists or mental health providers on because there's so many people that have these issues and either have never talked to anybody about it, or they don't have the resources um, and there's just, there's so much out there that, that can be helpful. So I just, like, I love talking about it, but like, if you're a person who, you know, you're anxious and you feel like you've got a million things to do and you can't keep your thoughts in one place and, you know, you want to be mindful, but you've also got this like running to-do list. I mean, do you ever have your patients like, 
okay, sit down and actually make a list or what, what are some other strategies to help people get to a place where they can be kind of calm with their thoughts, you know, kind of almost like a strategy to, to manage your, that running to do list during the day. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, um, actually, and I think mindfulness can help with that. Um, So learning to kind of notice that running list, sometimes constantly focusing on that running list um, over and over again might actually not be adaptive and helpful. Um, So somebody with anxiety might think it might be, uh, but it actually might not be an efficient way of managing one's day-to-day activities. and all it's doing is kind of stirring up anxiety. So um, sometimes mindfulness can help with that. So it might quiet that running list all, all the time. Um, but there are also other, I mean, or could be a time management, you know, thing, right? Of creating like, okay, here's my sticky note of my to-do list for the day and then going yeah. through it and checking it off. If I don't, but also keeping in check your thoughts around the have to's or the shoulds, like I should get all this done today mm-hmm. um, or the have to's really in life are there have to's and shoulds um, or are we creating that um, which creates more anxiety and pressure and so if we don't check everything off on the list is really that the end of the world yeah. um, and so kind of both a combination of helping somebody kind of from an organizational standpoint if that's kind of the issue but then if it's if it's on the other end of an anxiety um, piece then learning how to accept um, you know except what they have accomplished that day um, um, and acknowledge kind of the, that thoughts um, and, um, you know, to help learn how to sort of quiet them down a little bit. I don't know if I explained that correctly. So kind of twofold, I think. Yeah. Sort of yeah, depends, I think, for the individual. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to ask you, and this is, this is like a whole nother podcast subject, but um is about the, have you tried, I'm sure you have, the Zendo device? Have um, I have, yes. Yeah, yes, the, I have tried Zendo. So there's some, um, for you guys listening, there's a team at MUSC, um, Dr. Badron, that and they've invented this thing. I was, we were supposed to try it. My husband and I were supposed to try it right before, and then we moved to Nashville, and um, we, so we, we cut, we didn't get a chance to, but Um, and it's like this thing that you put on your head and it, it helps your, it, it uses magnetic, I don't know what, how to, I'm like butchering, butchering this, but (laughs) to help you get like deeper into your mindfulness. Is that right? Um, yes. So, and they're just, it's, you don't necessarily put it completely over your head. It's, it's sort of like these two pads you put on uh, your forehead and then on, on your temple. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, um, and really the, the, the goal of it is it, it um, elicits some sort of brain activation or brain stimulation um, in certain areas of your brain. So then when you do sit down to uh, meditate, um, it's meant to help foster that process of quieting your mind down. Um, and so it's activating, you know, parts of your brain that will, will help foster your practice and quiet it down. Um, I have tried it. Um, and you I probably don't it was, need it. You're uh, did... mindfulness, so you're, you're good. You <laughs> no, for it. me, actually, it was, 
you know, I, and, and, and just to clarify, you know, mindfulness is a practice, and I, I uh, try to engage and practice it regularly. I constantly, you'll, you'll probably catch me walking around campus with my phone in hand and like watching, you know, looking at my phone and looking at emails while I'm walking, which is like the most not mindfulness thing to do. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm one that always needs to continue to like redirect myself. Yeah. Um, and there are some days when I sit and try to do, like I said, I'm a little bit more of a short and sweet meditation practice I have a hard time sitting for longer periods myself um, and so I did find Zendo to be helpful with that um, it kind of helped foster that that um, experience a little quicker for me mm -hmm. um, so um, so yeah it is a it is a neat tool especially for folks that kind of get frustrated with when they try to sit and um, and engage in sort of a more quiet mindfulness meditation practice yeah, that would probably be me. I need to try it. And we, we, I need to have them on and, and this is great. This is a good tee up because now you've explained it. You've talked about the, how it's helpful. And so then I can have them on talk about Zendo and we'll go hand in hand. That'll be great. And then yeah. maybe I will be able to be mindful with my Zendo, but I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Um, so, okay. Tell me a little bit about just before we go, um, what things are going to look like, do you know, when these classes are going to start and, and like, where, where can people find you? Sure. So I am hopeful. Um, I probably uh, don't want to overspeak. I'm hopeful in the next few weeks. Uh, we will, so it's the end of October now. So I'm hopeful sometime in the month of November, we will mm -hmm. be kind of doing a soft launch okay. of our virtual um, studio um, and we'll be offering some of those 30-minute drop-in meditation mindfulness, mindfulness classes, as well as our basics and mindfulness series. We will be also offering um, a, a specific type of um, intervention that's geared for people who are experiencing more stress and related anxiety called mm -hmm. mindfulness-based stress reduction. It's okay. an eight-week course, so we'll be um, hopefully offering that, um, as well as um, yogic breathing, uh, which is another form of mindfulness practice. Um, and hopefully those will be starting up sometime in the month of November. We have, we uh, will have um, a app through MindBody um, oh, yeah. that okay. uh, we are creating right now our own actual app specific for our Health and Wellness Institute for people to be able to sign up. Mm -hmm. um, and so hopefully that will be launching soon um, and it'll be virtual initially and then as and hopefully in the next several months when we have a an actual brick and mortar um, building then we'll also be offering some in-person activities and you know with the with the pandemic hopefully getting better in the spring we'll be be able to do some maybe half day retreats on the weekend as well so people yeah. that want to kind of come in and get a more intensive experience um, so we'll be offering that. Also, one other type of class we'll be offering through our Mindfulness Center will be a resiliency series, how to foster sense of resiliency. And so it'll be a little bit more of a discussion-based class mm -hmm. that will be um, talking through how to, you know, sleep hygiene, for instance, um, mm -hmm. how to get better night's sleep. We'll be talking about how to understand your own stress and your own self-care We'll be uh, talking about ways to uh, improve your social support networks. We know social support is 
really essential for fostering right. uh, you know, res resilience and how to do that effectively. So we'll have uh, that additional class series as well running in our mindfulness center. That'll be awesome. Gosh, that's, that sounds like we all, all need a little bit of that. Well, gosh, thank you so much for taking the time today. And this was really fun. I love, I love learning about stuff that I have no idea what I'm talking about at all. So I loved it. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I can't wait to hear about all that and when it starts. And if you guys, y'all let me know and I'll, I'll share it with everybody so that everybody knows where to find you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And come take the, come, come take the basics in my class. I literally need to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad you can do it virtually because I yeah. obviously desperately need it. But guys, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, like, subscribe, share it with your friends, your family, everybody. And that's how we keep getting great guests and great sponsors like MUSC. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye.